heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Folks, just like that, we are three and a half weeks away from the season starting, 24 days to be exact. But today, Nightmare Apollo 1, Markeem, or an original here on the podcast, is back, waving folks that you can see. We're going to get right into it today because something that came up last night, the NFL 100 players list. And who knew that a list that the players come up with would irk the people who probably have never played a down of even high school football or peewee football in their lives. All right, Griff, I'll have it in front of me. Let's run through it real quick. Okay, I got it. So this is the top, not top 100, but this is like the top 50 of the 100. Uh, it goes Voted Kyle, on by the players. Keep that yes. in mind. Voted on by the players. Kyle Juszczyk, Kirk Cousins, David Montgomery, whoa, Leonard whoa, whoa, Williams. Whoa, 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 whoa. Kirk Cousins? Yep, 98-9. <laughs> no. No, uh, no. <laughs> uh, then David Montgomery, Leonard Williams, Jimmy Ward, okay. C.D. Lamb, okay. Justin Tucker, okay. Vaughn Miller, Tyrone Smith, oh, Kyle Pitts. Vaughn Miller. My, my man's kind of watched, man. I don't know. If he, oh. The Buffalo Bills don't think so. That's why they gave him all his money, even though his contract's really a three-year deal. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I mean, I guess low, low tier 100, that's fine. Justin Tucker's in a good spot. Uh, Kirk Cousins shouldn't be on this list. So far, I, I don't have any big objections, but go ahead. Okay, number 90 is OBJ. Marshawn Lattimore. Jonathan Allen. Denzel Ward. Shaquille Barrett. But here's where stuff got really spicy because at 85 was Mac Jones. This I is mean, the one, look. This look, is the one okay. that pissed a lot of people off. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Did he do much last year? The answer is probably not. But he was the quarterback of a good playoff team. Like, I mean, look, look, look. Who would you rather have, Mac Jones or Kirk Cousins? <laughs> who was also in this league, you know what I mean? Easily. So, well, he's the second quarterback on the board. Second quarterback we've gone through so far. Yeah, yeah. So, Mac is the second fine. quarterback. That's what's wrong with that? That's okay. Of the rookies, he had the best season. Yeah. What's the problem? I understand. It's fine. I think it's just the one angle I don't like is how people are being like Bills fans basically came out and said, "Oh, he didn't play good against us, and we kicked his ass in the playoffs. He doesn't deserve to be on his list." It's like, okay, if we're going off of it's that the whole sample season, size, though. it's the totality of the season. It's exactly. Not just and did he do anything spectacular? No. But if you no. look at the games where they won by significant margins, he had days that you look at and were like, okay, he may not have thrown. I don't. He didn't have a whole lot of three hundred yard games, but in a lot of his games, his completion percentage was good. He had a good QBR, and he manages to make passes. He's basically one of those guys where he'll go out there and just be a field general, kind of like you know, hey, we we don't know what he is. Like yeah. we have no clue what he is yet. I feel like eighty five is fair. He was. Uh, 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 a a solid QB in my opinion, especially for a rookie. On a 100%. playoff, 
he made the playoffs. He was the only rookie quarterback to make the playoffs. I just that's the other thing too I want to address right now, and I want to get your take. And on I know this. I know what people are thinking. I just buried Kirk Cousins, but like he's he's a he's proven to be a good quarterback for most of his career. Last year was not a better year for him, but he's proven to be. Yeah, you know I mean, but it's it's Kirk Cousins, man. It's, like it's <laughs> it is, but Kirk Cousins also too has a player on his team that's probably going to be in the top ten of this list released exactly. later this week. So, like none of Max weapons are probably going to be in the top. Maybe maybe one, if that. But I doubt any of his other weapons are going to be in the top in in the top conversation. But yeah, man, it's it's fine. People sure yeah. about that. I just, I also, I also want to say this. I don't understand the people who say that the fact that the Patriots got their ass kicked in the playoffs is, oh, they're going to be bad next year. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. Even though I know people like to point out, oh, Bill, Bill's the worst record without Tom Brady than with Tom Brady. At the end of the day, it's still Bill Belichick. Do, do people not realize that for 20 years they were together? So like, <laughs> they weren't good. They weren't a good team at all until like the Brady year. Like there was expectations that season for them to be a good team. The Brady year. You know what I mean? He's never had a team that before Brady that you would consider good. That's why his record was bad. But whatever. Even this year too. Like I'll say this is a Patriots fan. I'm not coming on here saying they're gonna make the Super Bowl. No, I'm just hoping for Get in the playoffs and win a game. That's my that's my that's my ceiling for the season. Well, I mean, you know, we'll see. It's, it's the, the AFC's tough, man. I can't, I can't it's guarantee it's, that will happen. No, that's why I'm saying ceiling, ceiling. Um, just moving on with this list. Eighty four is Mister. I want a trade of Roquan Smith. I want a trade. Um, Wyatt Teller. Kenny Moore the second, Justin Simmons, that wraps up 80. Actually, that, that part. And then James Conner, Rashawn Slater, Trey Hendrickson, Darius Slay, Brian Burns, Antoine Winfield Jr., a player who I actually think is quite underrated in the league, Demario Davis at 74. Um, Cordero Patterson, Quandre Diggs, and then Jason Kelsey. Another you don't even say two. He's all fine. I'm yeah. not upset. Um, Tyron Matthew, Cameron Jordan, Zach Martin. Tyron Matthew. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about, about this high. I mean, he's good to miss a couple games, man. He's, he's good for he – miss, he missed a few games last year, right? Yeah, I think so. I think he was hurt for that middle part of the season. I think Like, like a significant over. amount of time. All right, all right whatever. All right. Um, yeah. Buda Baker at 67. DeForest Buckner at 66, Derek Carr, Devin White, Jalen Waddell, Chandler Jones, and then Russell Wilson at 61. Ooh, Russell Wilson. Oh, I mean, I know he's been hurt, but that just feels weird. Like, 61? All right. Corey Lindsley. Hey, that Max- feels weird. It feels, saying something like that out loud, that's weird, man. This is still Russell Wilson. It does. I think people just look at like the season that Seattle had as a whole, and they're kind of like, okay, we can push him down the list. Because if you look at the quarterbacks on this list that are probably going to be higher, you're probably going to have Mahomes, you're going to have Allen, you're going to have probably Burrow, Brady, Rogers, Brady, Rogers. Herbert. Uh, you said Burrow, right? Lamar yeah. Jackson definitely going to be higher. Yep. Uh, uh, maybe Dak Prescott. Prescott. 
No, he was, yeah, that Prescott definitely. Uh, I'm not, I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair, man. Oh man, that's just this just. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to the to the Broncos. Mac, so it goes, and then it goes Max Crosby, Darren Waller, and then Kyler Murray at fifty-seven, which I agree with. And I'm still talking. My cam's gonna be breaking, but my cam is gonna be blank for a second. Go Pardon ahead. me. Cam is off for a second. Good. Okay. Um. Yeah, Kyler Murray at fifty-seven. I'm okay with. Uh, Xavier Howard, Joel Batino, and then the last four are Jeffrey Simmons, out Mike, Mike Evans, Matt Judon, and Alvin Kamara. It's fine. It's fine so far. Nothing. Nothing crazy. It won't get like controversial until we get like to the. Like you remember last year, everybody was upset with the top twenty-five. That's when we'll start getting upset and stuff. Like, so far, fine. Oh, Matt Stafford's another Matt quarterback. Jones, he probably add in the top fifty. Yeah, he's probably yeah. Matt Jones being eighty-five, I, I guess triggers people. Whatever, quarterback of a playoff team, fine. Yeah, that's. The thing yeah. I, don't under, I just don't. I just that's don't fine. understand how people are getting. That's the whole thing I was trying to say earlier, is how is a list that is made by the people who play the game with these guys at this elite level, they're doing the rankings, but then the fans are going, oh, this list sucks, this list is this. It's the player's well, list. It's not like they're, okay. doing, okay. they're doing reporters and stuff. It'd be different. To, to be fair, let's be honest, players kind of suck at evaluating talent. Fair. They just do. Like, did you hear what uh fucking um – uh, uh, Tyreek Hill said, "Yeah, oh, I've been, I've been all over that. <laughs> like, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> like, look, look, look. I think Tua is not as bad as people say, but you were playing with the best quarterback in the league and one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever live, and you got the nerve to say that this dude is more accurate than that guy. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> that was, oh man." I think it's just yeah, trying to no, no, it's talk your guy up. It's trying to talk your guy up. That's honestly that, what I think he's trying to do. That, that's fine. That's fine. But pro athletes are stupid. Can we just call it what it is? They're stupid. Yeah. They're, they're, they're dumb. They, they're, they're, there's a select few of them that are worth listening to, to be honest with you. Most of them. When I when I heard him say that, I was like, I don't need him to talk anymore, like ever, about anything. I don't care. That's like most. That's like most NFL, even reporters or people who analyze the game. Like, it's literally a point of like, okay, we're doing this, but why? It's like one of those things too, where it's like, okay, did you really need to open your mouth there and say that? Like, that's the reason too why I was getting hurt was not the fans getting mad, but it was like literally last week first. So first take right now, all those shows have like the B squad on CD because the obvious folks are on vacation or they're just coming back like Stephen A. did today. Stephen A. just came back today, yeah. But literally, last week, a guy named – it's either Henry or Harry Douglas basically went on the air and said that the Miami Dolphins are going to be better than the Patriots this year solely oh, yeah, because of that, that playoff segment. game. I like, saw that whole segment. <laughs> that's – no, why are we – if we're saying this, then Philly's going to be bad because they got their asses kicked by the Bucs in the playoffs. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be bad because Kansas City whooped their ass. Like – there's just all this stuff where it's just like one game is not going to mold you. I still look at – I want to – this is a take for me as a fan. I want to see what you think as an outsider to these two teams. I think that game was just nothing could go right for New England and everything that could go right for Buffalo went right. And Buffalo is just the better team. Right? Yes. Sometimes that's just the case. That doesn't mean the – like I, I, I looked 
before in preparation for this whole situation, I was like, okay, who's the favorite to win the Super Bowl this year? So I'm looking at all these lists. I'm looking at uh, Vegas, all these people. The the Bills are number one on everyone's list. Yeah, this is the team that people expect to win this whole thing. Nobody in their right mind is saying that the Patriots are going to win this whole thing. They are the if if you if you really think they're the best team in football or one of the best like they were last year, they did what they were supposed to. That doesn't yep. mean the Patriots are bad. They just did what they were supposed to. I want to say one other thing people, when it comes. I'm sure I find the odds. To, people always look to point the finger at like maybe sometimes the better team is just better. Maybe that's just what happens. Um, like yeah, like if you look right here, the top three Super Bowl odds are the Bills, the Bucks, and the Chiefs. This is all FanDuel plus six fifty, plus seven fifty, plus a thousand. There's some other teams down the list here that I'll get into that I think could win the Super Bowl this year, and I don't say that like one. And I want to get your opinion on this, but Baltimore at plus two two thousand. Look, man, if they were healthy last year. I think it probably would have been them in uh, fucking Kansas City playing for birth. You know what I mean? To the, you know what I mean? Who knows? Like, yeah. they, they look like among the best teams last year. They just all got hurt at a even, bad time. Even with all the injuries they had in training camp, they still were 6-2 and two at one point in the season. Yeah. So, a completely healthy Ravens team. Also, too, I'm excited to see from them because they have Mike McDonald, the Michigan defensive coordinator. So, I'm excited to see what he brings to that defense. Because now Wink's out, it's going to be a different scheme and all that stuff. So I'm excited to see that. But when I look at the Bills, also here's the other thing with the Bills last year. Their season was a disappointment. I don't look at the New England Patriots. It was a disappointing finish, but the season as a whole, I give a plus grade to because I didn't expect them to be 10-7 and and make the playoffs. I said, okay, it'd be great if they did. Um, I want to say one other thing with Buffalo. I want to get your opinion on it. Do you think that saying that the 13, that, oh, their 13 second revenge is like BS, or is it just poor coaching that cost them the game? Everyone going, oh, they couldn't do anything to stop Mahomes. I honestly think if they squib kicked it down the middle instead of booming it to the back of the they, end zone, yeah, yeah, they are run, going to the AFC run, Championship. You, you run, you run so much time off the clock. Like the yeah. the clock is like at like what, like seven, eight seconds at that point. Like it's like, man, oh man, you're right. It's, it's one of those like. Kansas City would need that Hollywood ending, you know, where they show the clock. Absolutely. And it's like slowly going like seven, six, five. Yeah, but it's yeah. like, like taking you, like, you, it would have took something like the Music City Miracle for them. Yes. You know what I mean, like, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It was bad coaching. Yeah. I just, I didn't, that, I didn't think about that, Griff. You're right. Yeah. Because that's the other thing, too, with now they change the overtime rules where both teams get a possession. Where my thing is, is like, play the defense. Like, how everyone looks at it is like, Oh, they lost the coin toss, but they lost. But in reality, yeah, I do sit, agree with the fact that whoever won that coin toss is probably going to win the game because the defenses were just completely gassed because that was Big 12 football at its finest, 42 to 36. But I just don't like how people go and say a flip of a coin stopped Josh Allen. Like how – do you remember the 2018 AFC, AFC Championship game well? 2018 AFC Patriots Chiefs. Patriots won in overtime. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one thing that everyone says about that game with, oh, Mahomes didn't get the ball – but the one thing to point out in that game, if you go back and watch the highlights, Brady converted three third and longs in overtime to march the Patriots down the field. So I do just, remember that, yeah. Me, me, I remember midfield, Nightmare 10, y'all know. We yeah. were talking about it, and it, like straight up, like if they would have just stopped them, we have a different conversation. Like I understand that the defense is at a disadvantage in that situation, but you still got to step up. There's still two sides of the ball. You still have to play defense. I understand yeah. it's wrong. Like, you go to work every day, and the situation isn't ideal. 
but you still do the job. You know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah. Yeah. You you, you got to go out there and you got to get the job done. Like, um, like I'm I'm not saying it's there because like in situations like that, I'm not necessarily saying it's their fault. But you can't make excuses. Like you you didn't stop them. You didn't stop them. Um, I'm going to say this for this year. I'm not going to give my official preview to now, but I look after the Bills and I see the Bucs and the Chiefs. I'm just here like no one's talking about Tampa. No one's talking about KC. I feel like teams like that can do the most damage when no one's expecting them to do any damage. The Patriots, right. Tom Brady's been doing it his entire career. Yeah, Nick Rat has ready, said this multiple times. Y'all ready for my hot take on the show? You, you set it up. I was going to wait on it. Go I was ahead. wait on it. This is finally the year. That Tom Brady is an old man. It, it, this this is when it happens. Where he because the longer you stay, the worse it will look. He had a chance to walk off looking respectable. Like the last year, he looked a little beat up in that game, but he still played well. He played well enough to win it. And Pete, and if he would have just walked off, then people would have been like, "Oh, Tom Brady with a Herculean effort almost got him." But now, look, he contemplated not coming back. For, for like, what was it, like three months? It was like something like, like six that. Six weeks. Oh, well, it was a while. It was a, it was long enough, you know what I mean? And yeah. then you have, him, you have him a year older, you know what I'm saying? His mind was almost not even – yeah, exa- exactly, exactly. Like, like his mind was almost not even into football at all, you know what I mean? And then yeah. you expect him to come and play a 17-game season plus the playoffs, like, with, with – with um, uh, fucking Todd Bowles, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this, this, this is the year. This is the time where I wish he, I wish you honestly, I respect the shit out of Tom Brady. I think he's a little overrated, a little bit, but I respect the shit out of Tom Brady. And I wish he would have just been the first quarterback to walk off at the peak of his power, because no, no one else has done it. And he would have been to me. That would have been like. Yo, that that's there's no debate. You can't say anything about this man. This is the greatest quarterback of all time. And like I really feel like it hasn't happened yet, but I really feel like this is the year where like, you know, because everyone talks about his decline. And he did he has declined. Like I think that's obvious. Like physically he's declined. He's he's only human. You know what I mean? Yep. The the Tom Brady that used to throw lasers 60 yards down the field is dead. He is dinking and dunking <laughs> all the way down the field now. He's been doing that his entire time in Tampa. Like he still makes some big plays, sure, but a lot of the games that he's had to play, he's just been doing dink and dunk. It's his typical, just like your typical two-minute offense. You're, he's just doing two-minute drills. Um, I but still you think expect that this old man yeah. to just be MVP candidate Tom Brady after oh, he no. almost after he almost didn't even come back. Like this, this is the year. I'm telling you, this is the year. I don't want it to be the year, but this is the year. I don't want it to be either. I still think he came back, not not because of anything. Because I don't know if some people were jokingly saying, "Oh, he probably got sick and tired of his family." I think the fact that his retirement got leaked by Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington and, and of ESPN. I, yeah, I think it was just pride. I think it was I, pride. So you know how they're. I don't know if you saw it, but you know the man in the arena show. Obviously, the ESPN did right. Yeah, yeah. I still think there's an alternate universe where there's a copy somewhere in the vault at, in Bristol of him announcing it on the show. I'm walking away. That's it. But I think the fact that they leaked it and he had to do the whole retirement thing and they need to say he's back. I just think it's literally coming back just so that he can retire on his own terms. I don't think he wants someone to being like, Oh, Hey, like, you know how Chris Mortensen got the scoop that uh, Peyton Manning was retiring back in 2016. I think with this, 
Tom wants to go out when Tom wants to go out. I don't think it's going to be, oh, ESPN's reporting Tom Brady's retiring, and then it turned into this whole fast of just, oh, my God, where I was – luckily, I was out I was out running errands, and I just happened to check Twitter and see it, which I'm really glad I didn't see it. Like, get, get word of it. So, say if someone messaged me, oh, did you see Tom retired? I'm like, wait, like, I have to do the way what? I'm glad I found out on my own. Meanwhile, now, I can see a world where, yeah, he struggles. Um, I think Todd Bowles is going to be – Who's a good head coach that was fired first and then, oh, yes, let's do a perfect example because it's recent. Pat Shermer. Remember when he was the head coach in, uh, fuck, where was it? Where was it? Cleveland. And he was horrible, but then he was an OC yeah. and everyone was like, he's revitalized himself. He's good again. Then he goes to the Giants and lays an egg for a couple of years. It's going to be the same thing over again with him in Tampa. I just think, that's the other thing, too. I do believe not that the Stephen Ross bullshit that occurred. But I do think that Bruce Arians doesn't magically retire two and a half weeks after Tom comes back. I think Tom and Bruce just did not get along. And Tom, well, basically did what Robert Kraft wouldn't do. He forced ownership's hand to make a change. Yeah. 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 I, I think that the team is also worse, too. Dealing with injuries coming into the year. Yeah, I mean, like – uh, no Hell, no tight end. His best, his best receiver is going to miss, like – Fucking what, four or five weeks, something like that? Five and for everybody weeks? out here saying that Julio Jones is going to be playing like 2016, 2017 self, like, no, no, no. Julio's. No, no, because Tom Brady of 2010, 2011 could get that out of him. He get, Hell, Tom Brady got that out of Randy Boss. Because <laughs> we, we all thought Randy was done. And then magically, Tom Brady gets his best season out of him. You know what I mean? Julio Jones, we all think he's done. Tom ain't that dude no more. We're not going to get, you know, fucking 2015 Julio. It's not going to happen. No. I mean, Julio's going to be good. He looks done, and I think he's done. You know what's going to happen? Week one, I know you're not not big into fantasy or whatever, but I know with Julio, it's going to be one of those cases where he can cook. He's going to cook Trayvon Diggs a few times week one in that game against Dallas, and then everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, I have to go get Julio. And then, like, next week he does nothing. I just think it's – it's it's I think it's Mike Evans' show until until Chris Godwin's back to 100. percent But who knows when that's going to be? And also we we see this all the time. Guys' first season off knee injuries aren't exactly the best. Quote Big Red on that. He said that numerous times on the show. I use the kids' quotes a lot. Um, but the other thing with the AFC, the NFC South is too. Because I'm going to say this: we know Atlanta's going to be garbage. I know Arthur Smith keeps saying, "Oh, we ignore the outside noise." No, they're going to be like a two three win team max. They're probably going to have CJ Stroud as their quarterback. Yeah, I, next I'm, year. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to. I am kind of curious to see how that offense looks. Like just, oh, just, 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 just to see what they what they try to do because <laughs> they the cupboard is bare there, completely bare. This may be a hot take, but or not a hot take. But I want to ask you, would you, or who do you think would be better? Who do you think is going to have a better year as head coach? Not better team record, but better year as head coach. Do you think it'll be Todd Bowles, or do you think it'll be Dennis Allen in New Orleans? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think. You, you mean in terms of like just just doing the job? Yeah, yeah. Overall, doing the job. I mean, they both kind of stink, man. Um, I, I I think I would have to go with Allen. Uh, I think yeah, I, I think I would have to. Just just because there's expectations a little bit in Tampa because you have Tom Brady. You know what I mean? I don't think anyone's like like yeah. I think people think the Saints would be respectable, but I don't think anyone thinks they're going to be 
you know, anything great. I don't think anyone. I think everybody. I think everyone thinks that's Tampa's division to lose. Period. You know what I mean? So like, if the Saints give you anything competitive, it's a win. You know what I mean, so. I still think the Saints are going to be a team where, look, they're not going to impress you, but they're going to be a team where their defense is going to win them a few games. Like, they still have a really competent defense. Like, they still have Cameron Jordan, Demario Davis, uh, Marcus Davenport. They added Tyron Matthew, which I know is not saying a lot, but you also have him, Marshawn Lattimore. They're going to be a team that's going to win somewhere between, I'd say, eight to ten games, but they're going to be that team that's, like, right on that bubble of the wild card. And with – all the doubts with some of the teams in the NFC. What's stopping them from getting a playoff spot? <laughs> yeah, all the doubts of some of the teams in the NFC. <laughs> yeah, well, because look, if you had to look right now and be like, these are the surefire playoff teams in the AFC, you'd probably say who? Uh, NFC, excuse me. Say L- LA, Green Bay, Green Bay, LA, Tampa. Uh, is that it? Is that is that it? Honestly. That's probably like pure, the like one. Fire, like right it. now, you can confidently say they'll be playing playoff football. Like there's like San Francisco. I don't want to say because I'm honestly a little bullish on Trey Young. I think that like like I don't get why they just kicked Jimmy to the curb. I understand you traded all that draft capital for Trey Lance, <laughs> Wait, but he got you to the NFC. Think about basketball grip. Think about that. You yeah. said Trey Young the first. My bad, my bad. <laughs> Trey Lance, Lance, not Young, not Young. Um, that's the thing. I'm kind of bullish on Trey Young. I know a lot of people are like buying in on him. I said Lance. I said Lance. <laughs> you said Young again. You oh. said it again. <laughs> I know what you mean. Though. I know what you mean. Okay. Yeah, Trey Lance. <laughs> Trey Lance. <laughs> I'm just curious to see too how like they use like Debo in that offense, how it looks without Mike McDaniel. Remember, remember the quote from you months ago: "You can't teach a three-year-old how to well because Brian Greasy is going to be the quarterback coach." Oh my god! <laughs> Trey and Lance, second-year player, has to learn how to be an NFL quarterback from Brian Greasy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, yeah. man. I'm calling the episode Trey Young, by the way. I have to now. Um, but and then and then you look at Arizona, and then you like. Did you see all the Kyler Murray Call of Duty stuff? Yeah, yeah, I saw. Like <laughs> that 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 whole situation, man. It's it's it, it. I think it's at a point where like one more thing, and then we'll know everything going on in that locker room. You know, it's like it's literally like throwing gas on a fire all you you basically have set you've basically laid the kerosene out all you need is just that one match the spark yeah. and like you said all hell's gonna break loose like i feel like the arizona cardinals are the team that they always try to avoid disorganization chaos and dysfunction but they always seem to find themselves in the middle of it yeah true that's a good point it's and been then, like that since i've been alive you're right yeah. And like even I've said this two numerous times on this show that like look at Steve Kimes' draft record from since he took over as GM in 2013. He's got like th- like three picks. He's that have done well. Uh, and then I never thought about that. So yeah. just, are they the most dysfunctional franchise in the NFL? It's the whole this. It's it's the whole like stupid people do stupid things ex- 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 expression. You know. 
Like the it's, Lions are bad, but I wouldn't call them dysfunctional. They're just bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then the only other team I was going to say with the West was Seattle, but we know what we're getting out of them. We all know how I feel about Drew. Oh, Locke. They're going to be bad. They're going to be bad. Charles Cross looked good, but they're going to be bad. Um, and then, yeah, like with Detroit, if they win four or five this year, I think that's a winning season for them. I mean, I know some people that are Lions fans. I'm not going to put any names out there that think they have an outside shot to compete for a playoff berth, and that's crazy. <laughs> like they have some exciting pieces there, like Amon Ross, St. Brown. They've got DeAndre Swift, T.J. Hawkinson. But when you look at the rest of the team, you're just like, it's Jared Goff for me. I think if you have, okay, I'm going to give you a hypothetical. If Matt Stafford, no, so none, quarter- none of this matters if they can't protect anyone. You have all all these skill players, but if you can't protect anyone, it doesn't matter. Yeah, none like I know everyone matter. likes to give their offensive line praise, which their offensive line literally is a bunch of Midwestern boys in Pinay Sewell. That's literally what they're. If you go look at what their offensive line is, and they 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 were overrated last year because if you if you have that many bodies. Pro bowlers and such, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then why aren't why aren't you a better rushing team? Why is there no balance? Why why did it you know what I mean? Why was there no balance on that team? Exactly. Why like, didn't why didn't they put up more points last year? You know the people why didn't the, they why weren't they elite in time of possession? I could do this for a while. Yeah. You gotta look at it. It's just like, but even the Dan Campbell shtick. I respect Dan Campbell. He seems like he's in there, he has a lot of heart, he has a lot of passion, he's a guy that loves football. But when eventually is his gimmick gonna stop appealing to people where it's just okay we get it you're a passionate dude you gotta go win some fucking football games when does that stop i think i think next year is a season where he's gotta not make the playoffs but you have to be a competent team where you're even if you're a team that through thanksgiving is in the hunt you don't have to be in the wild card hunt. You know, you can be in that 8, 9, 10, 11 spot. Somewhere there could be makes. a game below 500, and I think yeah. that's a win. <laughs> like, oh, that's and the other, yeah. But there's actually something with Detroit I wanted to ask you about. So this year, I don't know if you saw this, they're the only team in the NFL not to have a primetime game. But they have the Thanksgiving slot where I think it's like the fifth, like it's in the top five for most watched all season. Would you rather have your team be in the Thursday th- Thanksgiving slot at twelve thirty, but you're not in a primetime game all year. Or would you rather have a primetime game? Thursday Thanksgiving, because the whole yeah. country's watching. The whole country's watching. People that don't even care about football are watching that game. So yeah, Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. Like the other thing too, I was going to mention actually, since it broke, since I last recorded, but starting next year, the NFL is going to have a game on Black Friday too, which I think football oh, going to be a ratings monster. That's gonna be a monster there. Could you imagine people that don't don't want to do anything because they're off of work and then there's an NFL man? Listen, that's gonna be a monster. Oh, can I have a hot take? Is I actually have, I have a hot take, uh, not about for the season, but just in general. NFL Christmas Day games are better than the NBA. I don't know if you saw what the NBA slate is this year, but I think the NBA the NFL basically came in and was like that, just like I'm here. I'm on Christmas because last year, I don't know if you saw it, but like the Packers Browns game killed the NBA in ratings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, the NFL does that when it like head to head with the NBA, it usually kills them. But yeah. um, I think the thing with the now it's getting a little off topic, but the NBA games, like the past few years, 
It's only been like one that's that's any compelling each year, and then the rest are just twenty point blowouts. Can I tell you that that's been a problem? Can I tell you the NBA slate for this year, and then the NFL slate? Yeah, because I I don't know the NBA slate. I saw the NFL slate today. Yeah, it's like Packers, Dolphins, Broncos, Rams, Buccaneers, Cardinals. Which I think all six, all three of those games are going to have teams with playoff implications in them. Absolutely. Um, The NBA is Bucks at Celtics, which okay, cool. That should be great. But then it's 76ers at Knicks. <laughs> I mean, it's going to it's gonna do a big number. It's going to do a big number. Suns at Nuggets. That should be good. Lakers at Mavericks. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then Grizzlies at Warriors. That should be good, too. I don't know, man. It's close. It's close. It's close. Yeah. It's just the way I look at it. When I look at the like, if you had to ask me which ones would I rather watch, because look, my team's only on Christmas Day the one time because they won the championships of the league through them a bone with the Raptors. But all the NFL games, like, it's not like they just put. If the NFL Christmas Day was like the Jags versus the Texans, the Lions versus the Seahawks, and then the Jets versus the Browns, yeah, I probably wouldn't watch. But the fact that they put on. That 430 game right there, Broncos Rams sells itself. Packers Dolphins, like, yeah. But then the eight and o'clock also, game, also, the Bucks, Bucks Cardinals the, be interesting. Yeah, it has the luxury of being like late in the season, so everything is important. Every, yeah, I yeah. guess that's a good point. Like, although the Christmas NBA NBA game should be good, there's a lot more season left. So yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Exactly. Yeah, I just wanted to state that obvious right now with those two, because even this year. I don't know if you know this or not, but um, Christmas Eve is basically when Christmas Eve, Christmas Day falls on a Sunday. There's only the three NFL games, so all the games are going to be on Saturday this year. But the eight fifteen game is Steelers at Raiders, and that game is fifty years and a day from the Immaculate Reception game, which I think is a pretty cool thing to have, just to like recreate that anniversary in prime time that's and everything. Cool. That yeah. is cool. Yeah, so that's just one thing I wanted to say right now with that. Where look, the Black Friday game. I think you can put any two teams on there, but I think you should try to shoot for two good teams, two teams you think are going to be good. And then Thanksgiving. That's the thing though with Thanksgiving, even though last year was bears versus lions. I still watched it. I watched it too. Everyone watches it. Yeah. My, 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 uh, my, uh, my girlfriend's grandma who don't give a damn about sports. She watched it. So it is, <laughs> it's on man. It's football. Like I know I'm not American or anything, but like I, well, I, th- I usually take the day off work and I watch football, but that's that's what I do. But I feel like in the states, yeah, like you have you're there with family, you're eating for some reason. Dinner's at two thirty. I don't know how you guys do it, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, funny. yeah, you know what I mean. I feel like two thirty, three o'clock for some reason, and then I feel like you have the cowboy game, which some people watch because they're in the food coma state of mind, where they're just full, just crazy amount of food and then the night game usually is i feel like the night game is more meant for the fans of those teams but at the same time too this year for me it has more importance because it is patriots vikings but it's just my point stands with thanksgiving game in the nfl you're gonna watch it yeah and and yeah. the night game maybe not in the past few years but most of the time those are like two good teams yeah most of the time the night game yeah like most patriots like, I like the Patriots being on there. I don't know if I would have done the Vikings. I would have done the Patriots with the Packers this year. I think you should have done that game just because it's – you get the Packers, you get the Patriots. No. But 
even the Cowboys and the Giants, I kind of went like, I don't know why they put the Giants on there. But at the same time, too, like I no, said. They are, they are going to be so bad. Like, I, I've been uh, – <laughs> I've been following uh, what's the guy's name on Twitter that covers their practices, and he uh, I can't remember his name, but like he just like go, he just runs down like how the offense looks in practice, and all I see is Barkley tackle for loss. Danny I know who you're talking about. I got. Uh, I was literally like, talking bad, to Danny man. about this earlier today. It's bad, man. It's bad. I gotta, I gotta go look that up. Oh God, I know I said that to him earlier. Like, cause oh, in, uh, in jo- uh, Jordan Rannon. Yeah, in, in addition to him, uh, it's this girl I follow because uh, she looks good. No other reason. But it's this girl I follow. She's Is she brown Giants hair? Fan. Uh, no, no, no. Okay, uh, there's a gr- another attractive girl who's a Giants fan who I know is diehard for the team. Yeah, so it's like she she always like posts his updates and stuff. And I'm like, Jesus, how can you get excited about this? <laughs> so it sounds terrible. The only it thing sounds about- terrible, man. The only thing about the Giants I can get excited about is the fact that they're bringing back their retro, like, Lawrence Taylor Day uniforms. Oh, for real? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. They're, so, yeah, this year everyone's doing, like, different uniforms and stuff like that because the NFL finally lifted the helmet rule. The one that – the two that I'm still the most excited to see aren't until, I think, next year, and that is the Kelly Green Eagles jerseys, which I still think are the favorite. Yep. Best, yep. Those are the best Eagles jerseys of all times. And then yep. the bad one, which is the creamsicle Buccaneer jersey. Hey man, come on man, come on. It's bad, man. but I want to see it. I want to see hey, how they modernize on, it. Hey, hey, one of the one of the first uh, custom jerseys I had was a Brad Johnson uh, creamsicle <laughs> Buccaneers jersey when I was a kid. I, I actually like I actually like them jerseys, man. I do. I'm not gonna lie. Super Bowl 57, 37, excuse me, will always be the most like obscure. Like I always thought about with that when those two teams were terrible. I'm like ten years ago, Buccaneers Rams was a Super Bowl matchup. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but no, I agree with you on the Giants front. Like I look, Mac has some question marks, but with Daniel Jones, I just don't get how people think all of a sudden something's going to click and he's going to be good. I feel like if it would have happened, it would have happened by now. I think most people off the train, man. Uh, I think it's... I, there's, I think there's still some giant. I think it's mainly Giants fans who have some, like, optimism and hope. He can't be fixed, man. Yeah. He can't be fixed. Um, just like way, Baker Mayfield in, in Carolina. <laughs> oh, we'll get to him because we'll, we gotta. We'll get to him, dude. Carolina, him. like Carolina's not even him. It's Matt Rule. Like, they like you want to talk about a bad offensive line. It's Carolina. Yeah. You want to talk about like even their defense? Like, yeah, they got some guys. Like Brian Burns is okay. Um, they've added they added J.C. Horn. Who else they got back there? They got Derek Brown out of Auburn, but like, I look at them and I'm I, like, I saw, eh. uh, I saw um, this this article, and they were like, man, if Christian McCaffrey stays healthy, they win four games instead that's of three. The biggest games. fucking question. That's the biggest question mark in the league. He's getting hurt like every year yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, he he's always been that way, man. I told I told you he played when he was in college with a concussion. He's always been hurt. He's injury yeah. prone. Oh, but um, I want to go to the NFC. I want to go to the end. Can I go to the NFC East for a second? Because I had a hot take. This is my take from. So last year, last year I said that Amari Cooper was not going to be a Dallas Cowboy after the 21 season. I was going to, I was right. Mine for next year, 
Ezekiel Elliott's cut or traded for cap reasons. And Tony Pollard becomes RB1. I mean, look, because I, I wouldn't I wouldn't pay him. Like, would you would you pay him? Would you Who, Elliot or Pollard? Yeah, and the, no, Elliot, would you pay him? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Because remember, he like held he held out when he shouldn't have held out. He was basically like, All right, cool. I'm you guess you can pay me. I'm gonna go fuck around in Cabo. And then eventually they were like, All right, fine. My other take with that team still is too is that until the day that Jerry Jones does not have any say in the football operations department, they will not win another Super Bowl. Oh well, yeah, that's not even a. <laughs> that's my take. That's just yeah, a that's statement a I like to make. That's a given. Yeah, you know? that's a given. Yeah, there's no way. But yeah, yeah. Zeke, Zeke is just. It, I don't know, man. It's like he's lost a step, and he's still young. Like I wouldn't pay him. Wouldn't Call me crazy, him. but I can see the world where the Eagles win that division. <laughs> man, don't do this. <laughs> you're not crazy. No, you're not crazy, but. Everything about this team, like we overachieved last year, and it's awesome. Everything about this team is better. Devontae Smith is a year older. We added AJ Brown. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many, there's weapons on this team. We should have more balance now. You know what I mean? Like, granted, it's been running back by committee, but that's fine. I'll take it. Boston's not good for the Giants games. Exactly. This offense should be more balanced. You know what I mean? It's just my biggest question mark is Jalen Hurts actually good? Yeah, you know what I mean. Is it because like at this point now, I understand last year you want to make excuses for him that oh I, I don't think he's good personally, but you want to make excuses for him that oh you know he didn't have weapons and stuff. You want to do that? Cool. You can't do that this year. You can't. So if he's bad this year, I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I got it. I'm just saying the defense like, is I- better. The defense, everything about this team is better, man. My only thing with the defense is, and by the way, Jordan Davis has looked great in camp so far. Um is if the Lions can stay healthy. Because I feel like the, the the Eagles always have a devastating injury on the offensive or defensive line every year. I think last – like Brandon Graham, uh, who else gone down? For, I don't think it was Fletcher Cox. It was someone else on the O-line. But, like, we'll, like you, I, I, Brandon Graham's just the most recent one that comes to my mind about getting hurt. Um, but if – even the other thing, too, the Eagles is, is is Nick Sirianni a good coach? Is, is he – I was, was going to say that, too. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't There's, think anyone knows at this point. That team, think he, that, like when a team like that overachieves, like in, in, in any sport, I, I'm use a great example. Do you remember the 2011 Chicago Bulls? Yes. Remember when they overachieved Derrick Rose won MVP and all yep. that stuff? Youngest MVP in NBA history. But but I think most people in the heart of hearts knew that even if he was healthy, this is not a championship team. I, mean, I think we all Miami. Yeah, yeah, well, they lost at five. But, like, I think everyone knew that that wasn't a championship team. With the Eagles, they overachieved, and, like, people, like, there's expectations now. But I think we need, we all need to be realistic and remember that a lot of things went their way for that to happen. You know what I mean? I think they're the team where if everything can go right, they'll win the division. I think it's have to stay healthy, have to play good, and have to steal a few wins. I think those main Look, three things. We we won what, we won we won nine games last year, and this year they win eight or nine games again, maybe seven. I don't think they're really that. Like I, I think it's the, it really comes down to Jalen Hurts. Like in the in the NFL, either you need to have a defense that's so elite that you're in every game, and it doesn't really matter how good the offense is, or your offense needs to be dynamic. 
to be to for sustain sustain success. success. That's what yes. you need. And like, I don't think we have either one of those. We're middle of the road team. I just think that with the Eagles, well, for one, I think Howie has like a lifetime pass for GM because he brought the city a Super Bowl. Of course. Um, I think the Eagles are the one fan base where they could potentially set themselves up for disappointment the most, where you, you know what, you put those unrealistic expectations on your shoulders, and then to that when they don't get lived up to, it's nothing but disappointment. That's where I Man, think when, it could stand. When I, when, I talk, when I talk to Eagles fans, they legit believe like Jalen Rose, Jalen Rose, uh, you did it. You did it. We're one for one. <laughs> they legit believe that. Uh, oh, what's this boy's name? Got down, been saying it the whole fucking time. Jalen hurts. Uh, Jalen hurts. Yeah, like uh, they they think that he's gonna take a new another step, and you know, you know what I mean, but I I don't believe that. I don't I don't see how anyone can believe that. What evidence do we have? I think it's just like the one-year thing where it's kind of like I, – I kind of have a re- revelation just now where I feel like I get why people say the whole Mac Jones thing where it's we want to wait and see what second year Mac has. I just don't think that he's going to – like I just don't think both guys are going to come out and be like mightily regressive. It's, isn't it kind of funny how the three guys who were at Alabama at one point winning championships are now the three guys in the <laughs> oh, NFL with the biggest uh, question marks around I them? Yeah, I still think honestly it's going to sound crazy. I still think even even now, even with the hip injury, Tua has the most upside. I still believe that. I still believe that. I'll always believe that. I'll believe it until the day that he's no longer in the league, man. Because I saw it. I saw I know I don't believe that he just doesn't know how to play anymore. I think he's hurt. Me and the kid talked about this. I think he's hurt and he's fighting injury. But I don't think he yeah, exactly. I think it's in his mind. Because I don't believe that kid that I saw just doesn't know how to play football anymore. Yeah. I refuse to believe that. I, I, think I, I can't believe that. My other thing with him is, and I'm going to give you a scenario in a few seconds. I just think he's got to learn to win those like pressure spot games. Because I feel like it's always been a Miami Dolphins thing to where like, you know, oh, Miami has to win this week to keep the playoff hopes alive and then they get their axes kicked. That's my big thing with the Dolphins. And look, like like the kid was saying, uh, when I talk to him, Tyree Hill will help all of this. He would like he, he like his loss in Kansas City is bigger than people are making it out to be. Man, he really opened up the entire field for them to operate. Hopefully, he can do that for Tua. Oh. Nice. I said that when Mahomes signed that contract, it was going to hurt them. Like all these teams, like Buffalo's probably going to have to do it soon. Where you're going to make a move that's gonna. You don't think it in the short term, but in the long term, it's going to hurt your franchise. Like, yeah, I agree with you. Patrick Mahomes is not not that he's worse off. I still think that I'll talk to him in a second. Um, actually, I'll get to my. I'm going to leave the Mahomes stuff for now, just because I have a take about him. Um, but with Tua, I, I'm going to play a scenario for you. It's Week One. They play the Patriots. Miami has the ball at like the New England 45, fourth and eleven. And Tua throws a ball that's like three yards short of Tyreek Hill, who if he catches it, it's a home run ball and they win the game. I just think there's a world where that happens. Just because of the inaccuracy and, and stuff did, like that. Did you just map out like a whole like, <laughs> like final play of a game? <laughs> yeah. If I could see that happening. Yeah. I think Miami's gonna be that one team though, too, where say because you know how most teams with a head coach, like new head coach, some of the times they get off to a week's uh, a weaker start. It's like the whole 
They're trying to figure everything out, but then the media is panicking, being like, what is wrong with the Miami Dolphins? Can't you yep. see a world where they start like one and two and they have like a couple embarrassing losses where it's just like, what's going on in Miami? Mike McDaniel's not the guy. This on top of the Stephen Ross stuff, which look is big in its own. But I can just see a world where like them and Denver kind of like, you know, kind of struggle out the gate, but then eventually when they hit their stride, they're just you press that foot on the gas pedal and you just go. I'm glad you brought up Denver. Here's my yeah. hot take. Here's my you ready? Russell, Russell, I'm gonna say Russell Westbrook. I'm about as bad as <laughs> Russell Wilson will be the comeback player of the year, and they will win like 12 games. I like that. I hate the award. I still feel like, like the NBA, it should be most improved player. I don't think comeback player of the year is because I'm gonna steal a quote from Pro Football Talk 2019 when Ryan Tannehill won comeback player of the year, and Shereen Williams said, "What did he come back from? Sucking." That's the thing where I think the comeback player of the year. That's a good point. I think it should be most improved player. It should be a most improved award instead of a comeback player. Because I feel like comeback, it can be, oh, yeah, you tore your ACL this year. You come back, you have a dynamite season. I just think that, if anything, it should be like you should do comeback player of the year reserved for guys who are, you know, have serious injuries. But I think you got to do a most improved award for like 2020, Josh Allen won a one in a heartbeat. Last year, Justin Herbert won a one in. There's just certain awards I think most improved should be a thing for that. But I fully agree with you. And I have a hot take, too, with the AFC West, is that Derek Carr is not the guy in Vegas. I do not think – like, there's people out there saying that he's a dark Vegas horse MVP candidate. I think, you know what, they're going to – because what quarterbacks could be on the market or even next year? If you look at the draft, there's a lot of good kids out there. Vegas, I know they don't have the draft capital for it, but I just look at Derek Carr where I'm like – Ever since he broke his leg in that, 20, that 2016 season, he's healthy. He probably wins MVP that year. Yeah. And Connor yeah. Cook he starts the playoff. And Connor Cook doesn't start the playoff game for them. I just don't think – and also, you know how, too, like the Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow stuff last year where I feel like everyone has that false narrative with Devontae Adams and Derek Carr. With that being said, Devontae Adams is still a stud receiver, probably one of the best top three receivers in the league right now. I just don't think that what we saw with them at Fresno State is going to translate nine years later in Vegas – and here's the other thing, too, though, with the Raiders. For as good as Devontae Adams has to be, Josh McDaniels relies a lot on the guys who are the wide receivers, two, three, and four. So the ball's going to yeah. get spread around a lot. I'm just saying yeah. this right now. And I don't, not... I don't think those dudes are that great, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like two through four, I don't, I don't think they're that great. Cool. After, they're Hunter Renfro with, after Hunter Renfro with depths, like Matt Collins is probably the next receiver mm-hmm. on the, and Keelan Cole. No. Nah. So and that's the that's an offensive line too that has a lot of question marks around it as well. Well, look, De- Devontae Adams should have a big year. Yeah. But like the team itself. Nah. I think I'm right with you on that. Yeah. And then the one team I want to see win the West so bad is the Chargers. I just they're a team that like they're a team that I like. They're a team, there are players I like on that team, like Justin Her- like Justin Herbert, I'm kind of like I'm. We'll like, call for what it is. Sweet, like sweet on him. Like he's a good player. I think he's a good footballer. It's just. Don't you always say the Chargers just find a way to fuck it up? Yeah, Even like going, he, he's he's fantastic, man. I think at this point, if he doesn't make the playoffs, man, he 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 somehow escaped a lot of criticism that most young quarterbacks usually, you know. Anthony encounter. Lynn last year. Well, to be fair, last year Brandon Staley did cost them the season. If you yeah, didn't call that stupid yeah. timeout in, in overtime, they probably would have won the game. Absolutely. 
But like they, they gotta make the playoffs this year. Yo. They gotta they gotta not not make not necessarily make it, but they gotta realistically threaten to make the playoffs. Not no weird scenario needs to come into play for them. To, you know, no, nah, they need to be a playoff contender for most. Make it without years. help. Yeah, yeah. Like you know the whole or, oh. Or or it's time to start asking questions. Like, is he just putting up hollow numbers? Yeah, that's the thing. Because like I think a lot of people see him too as like an outside MVP candidate in that nature. But I just feel like, and I also say that about the Chargers. Because look, two thousand and six, that Charger team should have won a Super Bowl. But they could never beat the Patriots. Yeah. Philip Rivers, Vincent Jackson, rest in peace. Antonio Gates, Damian Tomlinson, those San Diego Chargers. Yeah, that, that was the the best offense in the league. And they couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't want to see the LA Chargers now become that. And here's the other thing, too, with the AFC West. You know how for years everyone always said, Oh, Brady had weak competition, but isn't it good to see that all these other teams are kind of beefing up and they're kind of like, we're not going to let you grab the division by the reins and just oh, yeah, run away with the, it every it's year. It's the best conference in football by a wide margin. Yeah. I don't even think it's all that close. Like with the, my thing with Kansas City is, is if they win the division this year and are somehow like say the one, 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 not even the four seed, one, two or three. Don't you think that'll really help Mahomes' legacy? Cause remember, how it went from when he won his first, everyone going the LeBron James, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, to now people panicking because they haven't made the super, they haven't won a Super Bowl in two years, which is crazy, by the way. <laughs> which which shows you where the expectations are for just some people. But um, the thing with the thing with them, uh, I think that honestly they haven't all like they lost Tyreek Hill, which I think is so huge. But I think they didn't adequately address it. Because, like, it's not just about losing him as a weapon. Like, he, he changes how they play. Like, Mahomes, Mahomes gets to do all this superhuman, look down the field, throw it deep. People are open everywhere because of the threat Tyreek Hill is. And he changes the way the way they play is, is has to drastically change now. And Can the fact that they didn't address them? that is just, yeah, yeah. I think Travis Kelsey's numbers go down significantly because he's, he's going to get double teamed a lot more because they don't have to worry about Tyreek Kill anymore. You can still put guys on Absolutely. Juju and MVS. I think Travis Kelsey's going to get double teamed a lot. And that also shouts out to remember all those idiots you see on Twitter, all those young kids who say that Prime Kelsey's better than Prime Gronk, which no, 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 no. Prime. I wonder if they still feel that way after this season. We'll see. Yeah, that's the. They've got some, but even too, like I know you were talking earlier about how Tyron Matthews hurt, but I think that's vet, that's like veteran leadership in the locker room that you're losing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So like we'll it's just no, they're worse. They're worse, and everybody else is better. Like I, I said it the last time we all got together. I do not think they win that division, and I would not be shocked if they missed the playoffs entirely. I would not be shocked. You do you really want to see ESPN burn to the ground and have the Kansas City Chiefs miss the playoffs? Because you know that if he's no, not there, but, but seriously, they're worse. They're a worse team now. Yeah. They are a worse team now. That's why I think if somehow they manage to win the division and get in the playoffs and make a run, it just adds to Patrick Mahomes' legacy. Now, no, he is not in the GOAT conversation at all. But I just think that this is one of those seasons where, like, you know how for years everyone went Tom Brady, oh, the Patriots are worse, or they're they're not it this year, someone else is gonna come point. along. And That's then they always point. do that. I think if he can have a season where he can go out there and just be like, you know what? 
like, I'm going to go back to the 2018 Patriots because do you remember when Brady beat the Chargers and he had that whole thing? You know, he's like, well, everyone thinks we suck and no one thinks we're good anymore. Yeah. I think he I mean, has to have that – not that self-doubt, but you have to have that not everything's okay. You have to have that people are coming for me. People don't think we're good anymore. I don't have my best weapon here anymore. So we'll see what happens with the Kansas City Chiefs. But this leads me to one point because week one, them versus the Arizona Cardinals is going to be must-watch television. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, well, one one situation is a mess. The other one is so much uncertainty. So we'll, yeah, you're right. That is true. It's in the 4:25 slot as well. It's that Raiders, Chargers, and Giants, Titans. When I look at those three games, I probably rank tighter Titan, not Titans, Raiders, Chargers above it, just because that's a game where both same thing too. Both are two uncertain teams. We don't know what we're going to get. But then I think Cardinals, Chiefs. If you want a Big 12 football matchup. Watch that game. Yeah. And who yeah. the hell wants to see fucking Giants and Titans? Who the hell wants to do that? Who wants to subject themselves to fucking Daniel Jones versus who wants to do that? You want to talk about a team getting significantly worse? I know they still have Derrick Henry, but my take still is I don't think the Titans make the playoffs. Yeah, they are getting worse. Getting yeah. worse. Their, their window is closed. I think it's shut. I also do think the Ryan Tannehill 2019 season was a peak. Like I think it was just like that's as good as he's going to get because he's the last two years he hasn't been anything special. I think 2019, it's the same thing. It's when no one expects you to be good, you're good. I've always liked Tannehill, man. I've always thought he was unfairly criticized. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Like he, yeah, it's, it's not going to get any better. Obviously, this might be cuckoo, but I still think that there's an outside chance that the Colts could make a run. I think if you give Matt Ryan, I don't, I don't know where Matt Ryan is or who Matt Ryan is anymore. They have the most talent in that division. Absolutely. Yeah. You have a, the, the, the question mark is just Matt Ryan. I mean, he's got, a, he's finally, for the first time in years, has a solid offensive line in front of him. He's got a good running back because Atlanta really isn't a good running back since. Fuck, what was the guy's name? What was the guy's name? Uh, let's see, uh, Todd Gurley? <laughs> no, that was like, they had Todd Gurley when he was washed after was all his injuries. Atlanta, let's see. Like, I think it may have been like the Julio Jones, Roddy White days. Oh, oh. What was the guy's name? What was the guy's name? Oh, you're killing me, man. I think this was still Tony Gonzalez was on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my, oh, my God. Hold on, hold on. On, on the air, y'all, on the air. Because this is going to mess with me. Michael Turner, I uh, think it was. Oh, let's see, let's see. Yeah, Michael Turner was good, but is that who you were thinking about? No. Is that who you were thinking about? No. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so mad. We should know this. We should know this. <laughs> Someone's yelling. Someone's listening and just yelling at this right now. For the I one Falcons fans know. being like, this is who we're talking about. This is exactly who you're talking Devonta about. Devonta Freeman. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah that, was the, that was the last good running back they had. My big yeah. thing with the, with, the Fal- with the Colts, excuse me, it's the receiver room. You know how I feel about Michael Pittman Jr., but I want to see, is he a true number one? I think he's more number two, but I think he's going to get the chance to be a number one. Alec Pierce, rookie I like. Paris Campbell, if he can stay healthy. 
But they do have Mo Ali Cox at tight end, so we'll see how that goes. And then their defense, they got some pieces there. I think the Colts, I'm not saying they're going to run away. I think they're going to be that like 10 and 7, 11 and 16 to win the division, honestly. Yeah, they, they should have won that division. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think the Jags are anything worth talking about. I don't think we should talk about the Jaguars at all. I'm not I think giving Trevor them Lawrence, any time. I think he can don't have a good this. year, but they're still going to be. This. <laughs> this is like no, five. No. Five wins, no. five and 12. I it's doubt like, that. Like, like, can, can we be honest? Can we be honest? Trevor Lawrence, and I said it at the time. Look, man, all the tools are there. He has, he can make all the throws, all that stuff. But I said it at the time. That boy is a Hall of Fame front runner. If he's not front running, he, you know how people say that Aaron Rodgers is a front runner, or I, I heard people say Patrick Mahomes is a front runner. Trevor Lawrence is actually a front runner. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like he even if you go back to his college days, he was a front runner. That's what he is, man. When defenses change, when games are close, he is not the same quarterback. It's not been the same this, quarterback. It's been like that since high school for him, though. Ever Pretty since much. He, yeah. Um, and then Houston. Some people want to buy into Davis Mills. I just don't see it. He's a, he's a bridge quarterback until they have the chance to draft someone better. I'm not going to lie, that's the most boring team in the league. I don't know anything yeah. about their roster. <laughs> this Besides is the most boring team in the league. You know what they're going to be? They're going to be that team that, like, comes on red zone, like, once or twice, but then, like, I look at the roster and I go, like, he's there? He's there? It's guys that if weren't on Houston, they would not be in the league. They wouldn't be in the league at all, yeah. They might end up being the worst team in football. I think if you had to give yeah. me three, Houston, Jacksonville, and Atlanta. I think those are the – and Seattle. Those are the four candidates for worst team in the league. Yeah, 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 pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, and then the only other thing – I still think the most – the division with the most intrigue is the it could be the East based solely off of we don't know what to expect from three of the four. I think with Buffalo, it's kind of look, you know what to expect, Josh Allen this, Josh Allen that. But with the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Jets, the Jets are the most intriguing out of those three because what's going to happen with Zach Wilson and his injury? How are the rookies going to look? Because if Zach Wilson's done for the year, that team is cooked. I mean, I don't want, I don't want to get daddy upset. <laughs> Believe me, I've been talking to him about this on Friday. No, nah, I mean, I, I feel I feel bad for him. Because a lot of things happen with that team that, you know, just, it's just bad luck, man. That team's cursed, man. He literally said that to me. I was just thankful that it wasn't an ACL injury. I felt bad for Jets fans as a whole. Cause like, I was I was excited to see them this year. I was kind of, like, wondering, like, what's what's the MILF hunter Zach Wilson going to look like? Because, honestly, I feel, I feel like the logic with them the past couple of years has been sound. They haven't done a lot of stupid shit that we laugh at them about. It's just they no. have bad luck. They just have bad luck. It's bad luck, man. They're, if it you really had to is. categorize a team for them, they're Murphy's Law. That's good. I like yeah. They're the Murphy's Law of the NFL. And then with the Patriots and the Dolphins, it's kind of like Pandora's box. You could open it, and it could be something good. Or you can open it, and it could be a pile of crap. You just they're, don't know. They're, they're, both, uh, they're both dependent on the leaps that the quarterbacks take. Yes. I think both teams are good, but... It, it all depends on which one will take a real leap. And honestly, if I had to bet, I'd, I'm sorry, kid. 
I know he's listening, but I'll probably have to go with Mac Jones. The other thing I'm going to say, too, is, is I feel like with those two as well, Tua is more, can he do it? With Mac, it's more, will Bill let him do it? Because there's a lot yeah. of moments last year where Bill really restricted what Mac could and couldn't do. Now, obviously, one of those games was the Bills weather game, which I'm still amazed they won. Um, the you know you know what I'm talking about, right? One yeah, when he, when he didn't complete a pass, <laughs> two for three for 19 yards. Oh my bad, I'm sorry. I'm my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> but besides that, like it's there's certain moments where I want to see like my thing with Mac too is I want to see him go downfield and do a game winning drive. I want to see him do that. I don't think we we didn't see a whole lot of that with him last year. Like the game against uh, Dallas, a uh, great game in overtime. And that's the other thing, too, with the Patriots. I want to see them win games like that. Like, you know, the games where you can look on sometimes and you go, we'll get them next time. I want to see them win those games. Like how they almost beat the Buccaneers, too, last year. It, it, it really, like you said, it all depends on how much you trust Mac. That's all. Yeah. Um, I want us to go to the AFC North for a second. Because you got to know if he's bad. Like, if he's going to yeah. be bad, you, you need to find out. Exactly. And then the other thing, I could go on about him all day, but I want to go to the AFC North for a second because I know we talked about Baltimore earlier, but I want to give you two takes on a te- on two teams in that division. Well, for one, Cleveland, I don't, I just don't see will be good. Look, fuck them. They they deserve to do that. <laughs> yeah, because we got we got to talk about the elephant in the room with them. We'll get to that. Yeah. I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be that bad because Mike Tomlin football teams are never bad. I mean, you're right. You're right. They are eight and nine, nine and eight. You know their defense is going to win them some games. They're going to be that. They're going to be the New Orleans Saints, effectively. I just think there's more potential with court in the quarterback room with New Orleans and Pittsburgh. Where's the points coming from, Griff? You have to score. Pick six. (laughs) They got to score points, man. That's the thing. They got. They got to score. My other one, too, is I still think they're going to be good, but don't be shocked if the Bengals are that team that has a Super Bowl hangover. I think that's the whole, you know, oh, they'll just get back there next year. Oh, they'll just do this. I wouldn't be shocked if there's a world. I think they're a wild card team. They're they're good. They're respectable. Dynamic offense. Uh, Like a 10-7. Their their record might actually end up being the same. It's just the run that they went on during the playoffs. I I don't think it happened this year. Like, I still think that if Patrick Mahomes, I look, they they deserve to beat the Titans and the Raiders. I'll give them that. But if it was the Bills and the Bengals, ain't no way it are the Bengals in the Super Bowl. You think so? You think they finished that? Yeah. yeah, I think the I. Yeah, I also think last year too with the Bills that them beating the Patriots was their Super Bowl. I think that was also 20 years of pent-up frustration and anger. The monkey off their back? Yeah, you might be The monkey off their back. Now it's the – and I'll say this too with Buffalo before we go into the elephant in the room. I still think if they don't get it done this year, who knows when they'll get it done. I think this is – there's there's no excuse. There's no excuse. This year year they need to get there. I I don't know about winning. You never know when you get to the game, but they need to get there. Everything is lined up for them to make the Super Bowl. No excuses. Anything but being in Phoenix next in February is a disappointment. Disappointment, straight up. Even if you lose the AFC Championship game, still a disappointment, which I have a hot take on that, is that losing the AF, losing a championship Sunday game hurts more than the Super Bowl because of the Super Bowl, like we said, at least you made it. At least you got there. Yep, I agree. Gonna, yeah. 
but we'll see because I think that the more that they as don't an get Eagles there, fan, I'm telling you, I definitely agree. Remember that? And as a Patriots fan too, <laughs> like lose, like with the Patriots, I know I'm a little biased by saying that, and I don't want to talk about the Giants' losses because those losses irk me. But like the Eagles' loss, it sucked. But at the same time, too, I was like, we just got outplayed. They were the better team. They had the trick play. One of the greatest games of all time. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that was just a pure back and forward Super Bowl. Well, let's talk about it. I'm gonna let you have the floor. <laughs> all right. So we're not we're not going to. I want to I want to I, I be fair here. Okay, I want to be fair here. I'm not going to bury the Browns because they were at a position where they needed to upgrade, and you have uh, literally a, before he wasn't playing uh, MVP candidate. So I don't blame them for going to get him. I think the fan base is being too hard on them for going to get him because you had to move on from Baker and, like, bro, like, Deshaun Watson sitting right there. It's a no-brainer. My thing is the way he has handled – him and the NFL have handled this situation. It Honestly, he shouldn't play a down of football this year. I know what they say, eight games, something like that, eight games or something like that. Six. That that's terrible. That he shouldn't play a down of football this year. Like there are so many many people, not just the woman, but people impacted by his actions. And all he had to say was, "I'm sorry for the woman that I impacted, and that I and that." What he say? I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the woman that I impacted and yeah. had an influence on. I'm this like, bro, that's apology. not enough. That's not enough. Like he shouldn't play a down of football. And honestly, uh, I don't think – and then even when he was playing, like, in practice and everything, everything we've seen him, he's looked like shit because he hasn't played football for a year. You know what I mean? Deshaun Watson, it's over. It's done. Deshaun the, the, the Watson you saw in Houston, that dude is dead. It's over. He will – He will. when he finally comes back, he will struggle. And in two to three years, he'll be holding the clipboard. Him sitting out 2021 didn't do him any favors, favors either. Him coming out and being like, oh, hey, it's – sorry for that. No, it was straight-up predatory behavior. It's straight-up just – it's a slap in the face, too, to women who are survivors. No matter where you're from or what part of the world or if you're involved, if you know the game of football, no. The fact that – but then here's the thing, though. The NFL probably did this whole outside thing with this judge, Sue Robinson. So it's like six games, and then the NFL could come in and go, hey, we're going to be the heroes. No, if Roger Goodell wanted to be the hero, you slam him down like you did with Calvin Ridley, 17 games. You were not playing another down of football until 2023 at the earliest. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like the NFL is oh, – it's such a double standard when it comes to their punishments because – like how I say the Calvin Ridley stuff, but then you also look at it with the NFL where it's like, Hey, we're dedicated to doing this. We're dedicated to equality where they have the end racism stuff with 2020. But then when it comes to stuff like domestic violence and sexual assault, they, they look the other way. It's so, so it gives off heavy testosterone. We don't care about women. That's what it gives off. It's just that simple. It's not a good look, man. I'll do one because we're wrestling fans. It gives off Vince McMahon hush money vibes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yes, this is exactly what this is. Like, and and then what makes it even worse, how long was this going on in general? And how much did the Texas organization know about all this shit? 
Like how how long was this happening? Even before all of the women that have come out, how much happened before then that you know what I'm saying that they kept quiet because he was out there winning games for them. But why are you going to outside places? Why are you doing over twenty masseuses? Why, like, it's just it's it's straight up predatory behavior. It's just it's not normal it's the power people. dynamic. It's a power dynamic, but at the same time too. The, some of the stuff, like, I don't know if you heard about it or not, but, like, him not wanting to wear a towel, him, like, basically wanting the girls to, like, touch him and stuff like that. It's just, yep. it's a power and dynamic. His, his lawyer, his lawyer is the biggest sleazeball in the world. Did you hear? A happy ending isn't against the law. Like, bro, what are you talking about? Oh, my God, what are you talking about? I mean, Robert Kraft had his little snafu, but then he walked away. But at the same time, too, I just didn't like the Browns fans. I said this one day where I was basically doing all this stuff and a bunch of Browns fans got in my mentions. And they were literally like, oh, you're only saying this because he's black. You're only saying this because of this. I'm like, no, I'm saying this because he is a sexual predator. Robert Kraft was no right for what he did. But at the same time, too. That dude's sick. It's just that simple. He could be purple. He's still sick. Sick, man. There's something up here that's not right. There's something... What goes in your mind to do stuff to where you're getting a massage and all of a sudden you're like, okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I know it's a power dynamic, but at the same time, too, no guy goes out there in a day and says, oh, I'm going to go. Like, if you go to those places where they offer those kind of things, fine. No guy's going to walk into a regular masseuse. Let's say if you and I did this in a hypothetical world, we walk into a masseuse and you try to get a little bit extra, chances are you're either going to get kicked out or you're going to get the cops called on you. And it's I mean, not going to jail. You're going to jail. You're going, straight up going I'm, to jail. I'm, I'm getting beat up, but we're both going to jail. <laughs> You're getting beat up. My engagement's getting called off, but we're both going to jail. That's that's, yeah. that's that's my point with all this. It's just that sometimes you think you can use power, but at the end of the day, you can't. No matter who you are. And at least you the Robert Kraft stuff, because with him, Robert Kraft, it was a one-time thing. For what we know, it was a one-time thing. It happened and then wasn't he paying these women? Like, I'm not saying that makes it better. I'm just saying he like, went to an actual rub and tub. Robert yeah, Kraft yeah, went yeah. to an actual rub and tub. Like that was the point that he, you knew what was happening. Like he went there with the sole intention. You know what I mean? Of getting a happy ending. Yeah. But, Sean but Watson. Sean Watson's going in regular fucking massage parlors. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get his rocks off. It's a totally different deal. Exactly. That's the point to all of this. But it's just if he plays it down to football. It doesn't look good on the Cleveland Browns organization. It does not look good on the NFL. It's just one of those things where you have to nip it in the butt. And I know Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk has been all over this since day one. All over this. So it's just one of those things now with him and the NFL. They have to come to their senses and realize, hey, you got to do what's best. Like even to the Alvin Kamara stuff, I don't know how much you know into that, his whole mess, his whole assault stuff in yeah. Vegas. Yeah. They're like right now they're being like, oh, chances are he's not going to get punished until next year. It's like the Brady stuff. Like – if you were going to suspend Brady, why does it take you? Why do you have to wait an additional year for that? They, yeah, that's true. That's true. They didn't wait forever to get rid of Tom Brady for four games, but they thought he was deflating footballs. It didn't take, you know what I'm saying? It didn't take a whole six, took months. And he was, and that, that ruling came through. Why is this different? It, it gives off, we don't give a fuck about women. That's what it gives off. Yeah. Like the NFL can say, oh, we're all about change. We're all about this. It's just, it does not look good for them. And you, gotta like look at it sometimes where it's like you have to look past the ego and the big headedness of the league mainly roger and go instead of just being like 
even with this two, he's still judge, jury, and executioner. That's yep. the fucked up part. Why not just come down and say, no, I'm overruling it. PA, you can uh, you can do this if you want, but at the end of the day, you can just say, I don't care about you. I care about what you did. We'll see you in 2023 at the earliest. Well, well that's because Goodell full of shit. You know that. Yeah. Like, that's why he's full of shit. Why do you he's think probably, only the, the, probably the worst commissioner in of of the four major sports, man? I still probably. say Rob Manfred, but that's just me. That's close. It's, it's a discussion. It is yeah. a discussion. Silver is the best by far, though. Uh, I don't know much about the hockey game. That's bad NBA. That. No, no, no. I know that, but I'm, I don't know much about the uh, the hockey guy. He, he he's not well liked either. I prefer. I mean, to, I mean, I prefer I've, seen, I've I've seen him before, but I don't know much about him. He Goodell's better than him. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, um, like you said, Adam Silver's the best. Period. Yeah. Um, you saw one uh, headline come up, folks. That's going to be uh, something to end the show with. Uh, but I want to go into something with you, actually, because you're a college guy. Did you see the preseason AP top 25? Uh, okay. So I was – because, okay. I haven't looked at it. I was going to look at it actually today. I know it came out, what, last weekend, something like that? Last week? like Friday, uh, No, like today. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I didn't look at it. Because I, I knew you, well, after you said we're going to do the show tonight. So, yeah, let's go through it. Bring it up. Do you want to go to, uh, to 1 to 25 or 25 to 1? Uh, go to 25 to 1. Okay, so it starts with BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, and Wake Forest. Oh, man, Cincinnati, low. Low. I, I know they, they, they lost the whole offense. I get it. But, like, that's still low, man. That's That team was – among the best in college football last year. That's that's low. That, maybe that'll change though. That'll change hopefully. I assume so. Um, and then Old Miss, Kentucky, Arkansas, Wisconsin. Okay. That's 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 fair. All those teams. Oh, Kentucky's oh, what, in... oh what, what's Wisconsin ranked? Uh, eighteen. Okay. Yeah, it's about about fifteen or twenty. I have them there. Pittsburgh, the U, Michigan State, USC, North Carolina State. Okay, now the kiddo like this, I think that the U has an outside shot to win the ACC because who else is going to win that side of the bracket? And then you get to that game with Clemson, they can't score any points, anything else. Is it a hot take to say that the ACC is almost as bad as the Pac-12 now? Nah, <laughs> it's not a hot take at all. Because <laughs> Clem- Clemson, I would say, is the overwhelming favorite. But that offense is bad. That defense is the best in the country. The defensive line is nasty. The linebackers are nasty. Corners are, are shut now. But where, like I said earlier, where are the points going to come from? Where are they going to come from? And then it goes to Oklahoma State, Oregon, Baylor, Oklahoma. Oregon's going to win the Pac-12 for one. Just throwing that out there. I think so. Unless unless Lincoln Riley creates magic at USC, but I still think it'll be wait till twenty twenty three for them. I, I, I still I like I said, the only thing the only thing about him, I think that it will take a couple years because I think everyone is thinking it's gonna be like Oklahoma. But then he also inherited a lot of great athletes when he came into Oklahoma. It's not to say he has to recruit his guys, but he still doesn't have his quarterback. You know what I mean? So but that's yeah, that's the thing too. With Oklahoma, it was like, okay, here's a set roster. Now go run with it. Yeah, now go run with it. It's yeah. not the same. 
I think it's gonna it's gonna take like a year. Also, my take too is um, I think Baylor wins the Big Twelve again this year. They have a Dave Miranda's doing a really good job there. They have a really good defense too. It's just really let's see how they're they are offensively. Mm. We'll, we'll, we'll see. And then it goes Michigan, Utah, Texas A and M, Notre Dame. <laughs> all, right, all right, who keep going? Keep we'll come back to Notre Dame. Keep going. Okay, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, and then Alabama. All right. <laughs> Why is Notre Dame so high? Can I give like, a take? Think about, think, all right, think actually, about I'm take. I'm going to give an opinion. Yeah, go ahead. Week one. Ohio State whoops the shit out of Notre Dame in that Saturday yeah. night game, September 3rd. I don't even yeah, think it's close. I, I think Ohio State beats the breaks off of them. Like, it's really weird because think about all the teams you named ahead of them. Because I, I was waiting for that because I didn't know where they fit into this. Texas every A&M's team, better. Every team you name ahead of them has a legit chance to be in the playoff. Utah's going to be in the Pac-12 conversation. How are they directly under that tier? That's crazy. Michigan's Michigan's going to be competitive, but Ohio State's the best team in the nation, if you ask me. I don't know, man. I don't know. Don't know. You know, you know Bryce Young is back. He yeah. is. <laughs> he is. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It just, I don't, but but I, I do think Ohio State – Bama will be our national championship. Yeah, that'd, that'd be good. I, I, think that. I think Georgia was that one-year wonder. I think that's what they were. I think it was just like I said last year, everything they, went they, perfect. They lost, for them. A, they lost a lot. Like they lost a ton. So I, I don't know. I don't. I don't they lost think the majority of their defense. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the magic happens again. But also with Bama too, they have a player who's going to light up the NFL next year. Will Anderson. So that, that's your hot take. <laughs> no, no, I just, I just like Ohio State. I think personally, they have the, you know, where it's like that team. It's like you know how Buffalo, how they have everything. They have a good defense. Smith and Jigba's a great, great talent. You have C.J. Stroud. I think we're gonna see Bama. I think Bama Ohio State's gonna be the national championship again. I do think that's gonna be the case. I'm just saying it's not a hot take. It's just what I think. I, if I had to guess right now, or if I had to put a wager on who I think would win the Natty, I would go Ohio State. I, I don't know, man. It's Nick Saban coming off a loss. Yeah. I'm just saying. He he is the best coach in maybe sports coming off a big loss. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. I, what was I going to say, too, about college? I know, it's, I know it's boring to say, oh, Bama, but, like, that's always the case. They're, they're all, they're, they are the team of, you know, yeah. of the past 20 years. It's Bama. No one else. Oh, also with Michigan last year, I think them, you know how, like I said with the Bills, like their Super Bowl was winning the game against the Patriots. I think with Michigan. They beating Ohio State. (laughs) Beating Ohio State and winning the Big Ten. That was their their season. Plus two, I don't know how much you remember the Orange Bowl, but I literally watched Dan Hutchinson closely, and he literally didn't look like he gave a shit. I think Michigan was just like, all right, cool, we're we're here. Yeah, we we did what we've been trying to do for years. Yeah, that was – Effectively, they had the we need, we want to get the monkey off our back kind of season. We had the yeah, you know what? We wanted to beat the one team that we haven't beaten in forever, but we did beat him, so we're good. Like I, I respect I respect Harbaugh, but he does like just enough, right? 
Yeah. It's just enough. It's just enough to keep that job. Like they if, restructure his whole contract, and he goes out and he beats Ohio State. You know what I mean? It's really weird. Like I think this year with him, too, it's the same thing, where if he can either beat Ohio State or hang it tough, because, like, with Ohio State, I think the Michigan game and maybe Michigan State are, like, the only games where I look at where Ohio State could potentially lose. I think this is at worst an 11-1 football team. Oh, I think I think they're going undefeated. I think they're, yeah. they're that much better than – the Big Ten. Yeah. I think the gap between them and the Big Ten is huge. I think the problem with Bama is that the the, the reason why you're a pick for Ohio State, I think it's really sound, although I'm, I'm not sure. Like like I said, gun to my head, I'd go with Bama. But I think your pick is really sound because I don't think they'll be tested all year. Like, I don't, I think, I think they won't be tested until the semifinal. Yeah. Which I, if you had to pick the semifinals right now, who would you say? We'd say Ohio State. We'd say Bama. Uh, Oregon. And let's see. I'm going to throw Walker there. I'm going to say Baylor. See, man, that, that's the thing. That committee, they they respect the Big 12 when it's convenient. When it's Oklahoma or Texas, they respect the Big 12. They Who didn't make the top 25, by the way, Texas. They, they exa- didn't make exactly. It. They they don't win as Baylor or TCU or Kansas. You know what I'm saying? They don't respect them then, or or Iowa State. You know what I mean? Or you know what I mean? That that that's when they don't respect them. You know what I mean? The Pac-12 was, too. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I feel like the Pac-12 they like just throw them a bone every once in a while. Says, so okay, cool. Here's a berth in the playoff. Even though Oregon was in the first ever final against, uh, was in the first final against Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's Oregon, Bama. Uh, Ohio State, and I hope they don't go to SEC teams again. But I was about to say I could see them putting like throwing. If Texas A and M has a really good season, I could see it being them. And and their only loss is like Bama. Yeah, I can see yeah, that. I can see that. Man, that's gonna be a great. That. That's gonna be a good game, October eighth, when those two go head to head, especially after what happened with Saban and Jimbo Fisher this off season. And. I don't think you know how we got the Cincinnati run last year. I don't think yeah. something like that happens this year. No. no, no. If anything, it's like a I could see a team like in the top five in the Power Five doing something like that where they make a run like LSU in twenty nineteen. Like I'm not saying to win the championship, but you know what I mean. Like a team, a team that you don't yeah. expect in one of those conferences makes noise. Like let's say Wisconsin all goes right and they have a good season, something like that. But. I don't know who that fourth team will be. That's it's a very... the only reason I'm the only reason I'm sure about Oregon is that I think that other than the L they're going to take to uh, at the beginning of the year. Oh, oh, uh, uh, who's it? Who's it? It's Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, Georgia. Yeah. They play Georgia in Atlanta. Yeah, they're going to lose that game, and I don't think they lose to any of those Pac-12 teams. Let's take a look at their schedule. Oregon Ducks. Okay, yeah. So they play Georgia and then Eastern Washington. That should be That's a win. Uh, BYU. That's a win. Washington State. That's a win. Stanford. Win. Arizona. Win. Convincing win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, UCLA. Win. Another W. Cal. That's a W. Colorado. W. Washington. Another one. Utah. 
That now that's the one. That's the one. And I I think that you know I think they can win that game. The only other one is Oregon State after that, so we'll wait and see what happens. All wins, all winnable. Yeah. The only games I think where you look at and you're like, those are going to be challenges are, like you said, Georgia and, and Utah. That's Utah. It. Utah is going to be a very interesting team this year because they have one hell of a Rose Bowl and they won the Pac-12 last year. But that's another team, too. Like, I could see a team coming out of nowhere like a Utah or a um, – who's the other team I was going to say? A Baylor. Like how Baylor won the Big 12, won the Sugar don't be, Bowl. Don't be shocked if that Utah and Oregon game is for a spot in the playoff. Like, don't be shocked if, like, this – just for a spot in the playoffs. That'll probably be the Big Twelve, not, not the Big Twelve. Excuse me, the Pac Twelve championship. Man, I, 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 I ain't gonna lie. I'm excited for everything in college football that doesn't involve Bama and Ohio State. I think it's gonna be pretty boring until until the end with those two because I think it's just gonna beat everybody. But. It's like what Kirk Herbstreet said one time. He's like, the college football playoff, We it's like there's not a lot of parity there because every year you kind of know, okay, it's going to be Bama, Ohio State, Clemson, and then one other team. I don't think it's going to be Clemson again, but you know what I mean. Like where for a long time, yeah. you always knew who was going to be there. Like we always know Bama's going to be there. My thing is, though, how is a team like Texas going to be this year? Or is it going to have to be a wait until Arch Manning gets there for them? To oh, they, they, they definitely – they definitely got their ducks in a row. Like they don't expect anything. Ar- and <laughs> I feel so bad for Arch Manning because as soon as he throws an incomplete pass, <laughs> people are gonna be like, "This boy is terrible." I feel so bad for him because there's so much expectation. Like it's, it's, your, your, your your two your two uncles are two of the top ten greatest college quarterbacks of all time. Hell, Peyton is top five greatest NFL quarterback of all time. And your granddad also happens to be a legend in college football. So, like, there's no – like, the expectations are so crazy. So crazy. I just think, too, with Texas moving to the SEC as well, it's just going to put unrealistic expectations on those Oklahoma and Texas teams to compete with them. Hell, people said Lincoln Riley ran for the SEC. I, I, I think he did. I don't know. I, I don't want to say that. I, I, don't, I don't want to say that. I don't either, I don't but know. at the same time, too, it's like one of those, like, you kind of see it coming kind of things. But then again, like, look, think about it. You're him. Do you want to – because no matter what he does, he's always going to be in the shadow of guys like Bob Stoops, Barry Switzer, things like that. Yeah. With, I mean, and think about USC. Like, think about throughout their history. It's like Carroll and no one else, and Carroll left in disgrace. You know what I'm saying? So now he, he has a chance to be their saving. You know what I mean? So I think that's why he did. I think it was just the money and the chance to be great. I was just saying that like half jokingly where I'm like he ran from the SEC, but at the same time too, I think Oklahoma's going to be the better equipped team to be prepared for the SEC because Oklahoma's actually been recruiting defensively pretty well Absolutely. for the last couple of years now. And they have Brett Venable as their head coach, so it'll be interesting to see how he does there. Finally getting a real shot happy for him. Let's, let's see how it goes. Yeah. But um, before we wrap before, up here... Before we get out of here, though, I just want to say I didn't say a word about Virginia Tech because why should I? They are awful. They, Science interesting, man. <laughs> they, they are... Exactly. Like, this is the first time in a long time that I'm really debating on not what... Because every year, like even last year, 
like I, I fell a little bit out of college football just because I had a lot of shit going on. Yeah. But I still watched every tech game. I do I do every year I watch every tech game. I don't think that's happening this year. I don't I don't want to do that. We're gonna because I know we're gonna lose every rivalry game. We're we're definitely losing to Virginia. We're definitely losing to Miami. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Um my other thing with I'm going to say this right now with college football. I know I've been asked before with people, I don't have a team. Honestly, I like it that way. I like just being able to watch the games, not worrying about or how wins and losses affect me like the NFL does. I like just on a Saturday being able to flip between, oh, hey, here's Texas and Oklahoma. Here is Alabama A&M. Here's Georgia playing Auburn and just watching it for the love of the game. Well, also with college football, especially being like from the South, like you're, you're kind of born into it. Yeah. Like look look at like Phil. Phil is a is a South Carolina fan. You know what yeah. I mean? He was born here, raised in South Carolina. Like in South Carolina, you choose like you're either a Clemson fan or a Carolina fan. Look at the kid. The kid grew up in southern, you know, Florida. You know what I mean? You he was born into it. I was born in Newport News, Virginia. You know, either you're um a fucking Cavalier fan or a Hokie fan. You know what I mean? My cousin was a Hokie fan, I was a Hokie it, this is what it is. It's a little different with the NFL where there's only, you know, a specific amount amount of markets and you pretty much just pick and choose who you, you know, if you don't live near or whatever, you just pick and choose who you want to cheer. It's a little yeah. different. Like, I feel like it's the same thing too with college football where, like you said, it's usually it's because your family is enriched in it. It's like how I hear with Old Miss, how it's just, it's generations of fans. It's That's, that's all it is. And even with the other programs yeah. too, how it's those small towns, like, there are people who college football means more to them than the NFL. Yeah, down here in South Carolina, like the NFL is cool. The Panthers, we cheer the Panthers and all that. I mean, I, I never really attached to the Panthers, but you know, a lot of people do. But it's all about the Gamecocks, all about the Tigers. Yep. Period. Like, like the the Panthers could have played in Williams Bryce Stadium, but the South Carolina Gamecocks didn't want to share the stadium, and the state ruled in favor of the Gamecocks. That's how big it is now. You know what I mean? Even their team, I wonder how they're going to be this year, but I just don't think – I with Rattler, but I still think it's not going to be anything special. Do, do you think he's good? No. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> it all depends on how you feel about him. I, 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 think wanna, it, I want to know how Phil feels. I, I need to talk to Phil when I no. about the game. God. I think I do too. Um, but before we go, I want to say something. You folks, if you're watching on YouTube, you see the headline, YWC Fantasy Update. What does that mean? I said it last episode. There's a YWC Football Talk Fantasy Football League. And I'm going to say who's participating in that league, apart from Andy McNamara and myself. We have both Lorenzo brothers. We have Bobby Gross. We have Danny. I have Joe Miller III, Pat Lane, Matt Beast, and Ramey, Chris Ramey. Those are the 10 people. Markeem, I know you probably don't know a lot of those folks, but they're folks that have been on these episodes I, I, before. I, I know all those names. I, I listen right. to the show. Yeah, those are all the folks that have been on here. They're, we're drafting um, the week of the season, September 6th. You will have will, I will have weekly updates on who's playing who and who wins and then who wins the league. So all those updates will be coming soon, but those are the 10 official participants for the first season of YWC Football Talk. Oh, I'm, I'm going to follow the league. I'll follow oh. the league, absolutely. Oh, I'll be following the league. I'll be giving updates. I'll be doing all that fun stuff. And anyway, though, this Danny, is my... The way Danny talks, he better win. <laughs> it is a league full of dogs, and I'm just one of them in the league. 
And also, this is my first episode under the Dean Blundell umbrella. I don't know if you saw the tweet yesterday. Apart from being a football I, guy, I folks. Did, I did see the tweet. I am also going to be covering sports betting and hockey for that network. And this podcast is now a part of the Dean Blundell network up here in Canada. So, you know where to find us. You know what to do. I'll have the links for my first article in the bio of this episode. But anyway, folks, it's been fun. You messed up some NFL names for NBA names. But, Markeem, it's always great getting to talk to you. It's always a blast. We're 24 days away from the season. And the only thing i got to say is i got to go get myself some water because my throat's feeling it right now. It's about an hour and a half of talking. But you know what? It's always great talking football on a Monday. 24 days of the season. Next episode coming out Wednesday night with Mikey over as we get ready for some NFL betting talk. Have a good one, folks. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks undercurrent podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.